0: Captain speaking, and welcome to episode 325 of Max Wrestling, the show to take sports entertainment and shout it straight up your ass. Coming up this week, reactions to double or nothing, including victory for Brit Motherfucking Baker, but first, allow me to welcome my co-horseman, he is the podcast machine, Mike Lockett.
1: What a—I'm gonna say this right now—and with everything that's going on in the world, we're starting to open up some stuff, get lift some restrictions. I gotta say, for the wrestling fans and the wrestling fans, who people who love professional wrestling, I'm gonna just keep, you know, emphasizing that what a fun night of professional wrestling. Was AEW's Double or Nothing? The crowd being back in there, it felt so good just to see that event. It didn't feel so good to go to Riyadh, Riyadh, but it was felt so good to see, <laughs> see those fans light up Daly's place on AEW for Double or Nothing.
0: It was electric, and we'll, we'll get into that in just a minute. Obviously, uh, you may have noticed Travis and Moses is not with us this week. That's because we're recording a little bit earlier, unfortunately, uh, which you know it's just shit luck because we're also revamping the show this week, as you can see by the new intro and new graphics. Uh, but we're also going to be flipping the script uh, going forward. We won't be going through WWE and AEW show by show. We're reintroducing the Topic-Tron, which uh, will give us 10 minutes to discuss each hot topic. When it's time for a new topic, you will hear a claxon. but if I think the conversation's going well, I'll give us another five minutes. However, uh, we had a pay-per-view this past week, so we're going to go to the Topic-Tron after we react to Double or Nothing, because now we no longer... It's no longer, we watch WWE so you don't have to. It's, we don't watch WWE and neither should you. Here's the thing, and I'm going to add to that because I got something to say on a
1: particular topic, which we'll get to in a second. But god dang, man, I watched Raw, and I will say this it's the raw retread and i'm gonna say if you don't think raw is gonna do a retread then you must think that donald trump is going to be reinstated as president august it ain't gonna happen okay raw is gonna be a damn retread after retread after retread they did the thing with Shayna baszler and alexa bliss which we knew was coming and of course we're gonna get drew mcintyre and bobby lashley for the fourth goddamn time but whatever so
0: Uh, yeah raw Raw goes in more circles than a one-armed rower
1: that's the thing and they think that it's working they think that it's working that's all i'll say about raw you know we're gonna do the reach we're gonna keep doing it over and over again they think that works and i'm like okay
0: over and over again i'm surprised you missed that on that pop culture reference mike
1: hi man i was getting annoyed i know (laughs) well steve and i do that all the time i can't keep picturing you with him and it hurts so bad yeah nelly and tim mcgraw well, hold on. Every time I close my <laughs> eyes, I, 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 oh, I can't go on not loving you. Tim McGraw nailed that,
0: son of a bitch. Tim McGraw is a legend. Yes. Uh, okay, if you're watching on YouTube, now it's the time to hit the subscribe button, like and share us on Facebook, and subscribe to our audio streams on all podcast platforms, and for the first time on KTN ClickTalk Network. Also... Let's kick it off by saying Happy Pride Month, as Max Wrestling supports any and all sexualities. And if you don't like it, they got two words for you.
1: Mm -hmm. All right, let me say what I have to say because it bugged me because I did see that Jamoke comment on it with Ring of Honor, and like you talked about, true colors coming out. Oh my God! So when it comes to this month, like obviously last month, I did a thing for my Life of Mike series on Instagram talking about Mental Health Awareness Month where I'm just like, yo, if you have a problem, speak up like myself and many others will do because we're all in this together. It's going to be a struggle, but the fight is worth it because there's light at the end of the tunnel. So we got Pride Month which is very well known for years upon years upon years, it's Pride Month. Whether your sexual orientation, whatever it is, just spread love, not hate. That should not matter because when it comes to the matters of the heart and love, and it doesn't matter if you're gay, straight, lesbian, bi, what have you, just spread that love. So I would like to say, and I wrote this little thing because I saw people were hating, and maybe this, you know, alter some perceptions a little bit and actually get your head at your ass, to put it bluntly. what it comes going to but go ahead. All right, well, hey, man, Some somebody's got to do something, man. You got to be that positive light in somebody's heart and get your head out your ass. When it comes to love, love is the most purest and most wonderful of all emotions. When it comes to Pride Month, it should not matter orientations, gay, lesbian, or indifferent. They take pride and are proud to be in love with their significant others or partners, and through all derogatory name-calling and bashing, they stand tall in the most beautiful form, which is love. Let them do them. Let them live their lives. Love is the brightest spot and warmth being shed on life. Embrace and love one another and take pride in the foundation that is a relationship. So for people that want to hate on Pride Month and really just want to say, oh, it's the media, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, fucked right off. Okay, look. When it comes to people, again, when it comes to Pride Month, it's pride in people's relationships and pride in what they are as overall human beings. It has many different connotations, has many different meanings to it. It's not just all about, oh, here's some gay couple, here's some lesbian couple. It's one of those things where it's a thing that has to do with people, okay? It doesn't matter if you're gay, doesn't matter if you're bi, doesn't matter if you're a lesbian. When it comes to Pride Month, take pride in yourselves, love one another. It's a love type of thing, baby. The love is in the air. One, two, three, L-O-V-E love. Go ahead, Ned.
0: You know, there's never this kind of backlash to uh, any other month. Like you said, it was just recently Mental Health Awareness Month. There was no well, you support people with mental health, you make me feel sick. And then, like Cancer Awareness Month, you support people with cancer, that makes me feel sick. There's none of that. It's only when it's Pride Month. Because Careful they feel people, old. your bigotry's showing.
1: Yeah, it's just they feel oh, Just they got to why they got to spread it? Because here's the thing: when you constantly the, you know, here's the thing, and all right, I'll just put it bluntly because, like I said, I'm, I'm flubbing over my words. But goddamn it, this pisses me off. So, gay marriage is married. The gay marriage is gay marriage is married. Gay marriage is legal in states. <laughs> you know, okay? Gay, the gay marriage is legal, whether you like it or not. Gay marriage is legal. There are a lot of gay couples, homosexual couples, lesbian couples getting married. It should not matter. But you also have to realize it is legal. Okay. It, you may not agree with it, but it is what it is. are that they're hurting—they're not hurting anybody. They're just living their lives. So if a man and a man want to marry each other, good for them. God bless. If a woman wants to marry a woman, God bless. LGBTQ is not going to be coming for us, okay? I've, I've interviewed people from gay, straight, lesbian, trans. It doesn't matter. You have to look at it at the end of the day that people are people, and whoever they want to lay next to in their comfort of their own home, in the comfort of their beds, that's their business. All right. Sticking up for people in the LGBTQ community have to deal with derogatory comments, have to deal with, you know, hatred and everything that it's a nice little turn to really help spread the love for it. And if that makes you sick, you don't have to watch the fucking product. OK, you can just shut your mouth and move on. You could scroll down the little thing on your timeline in your news. Right? You don't have to look at it. OK, but if you felt the need to comment and just really save some hurtful comments, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really change. Anything because I know you're going to keep doing it anyway. But think about what you're doing. Think about your actions before you type something. Before you say something. And really, again, if you have that perception, maybe it's time to alter. It. Maybe expand your horizon. Maybe open yourself up to the world of love.
0: You know what I'm saying? It'll be good for you. All right, now let's yeah. get into double or nothing. Um, I mean, I think you probably were a little had a little mixed emotions about the full capacity thing, but. Um. I think they were doing temp checks on the door, and oh, it looked so good to see a packed house again.
1: Agreed. And I, I, yeah, they, I believe they were doing temp checks out the door, which I'm sure they're going to do when WWE goes back in July, which, hey, did you guys know is going to be back in July? Like, they didn't cram that down our effing
0: throats. I love so, how they... the adverts for it are mute, because nobody's going to show up at this rate. There's going to be nobody to watch. Oh, we'll get to the release <laughs>
1: We'll get to the releases soon. So it was great to see the fans there. And I got to say, seeing Serena Deeb and Riho Mm -hmm. start, everybody was into them, man. And I knew once we saw that handshake, you knew Serena Deeb was going to be the heel in that match. And God dang it, man, they worked it. They really worked it. They really worked hard. And I got to say, those ladies, again, busted their butts. And it was a nice way to get the crowd start to get the crowd hype before we got into the all in show. And all in, I'm sorry, the double or nothing show itself on the buy. That's what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, uh, Serena did a great job um, of this classic move where you both go into the match as babyfaces, but then she flipped a switch somewhere in the match and turned into the heel, even if it was was just for that match.
1: Yeah, and she's one of those ones, Dazzy, where I got to say, like, when she was in the straight-edge society, or when she just wrestled, period, she's so underrated, and it's great just to see her do her thing there. I know in WWE before that she was a coach, and a damn good one at that, but God dang, man, you put her back in there in the NWA, she's NWA Women's Champion, you got her going against someone like Rio, who it's nice to see her back as well, and you just have the psychology of working over the leg, submission maneuvers, trading back and forth. Lots of false finishes, which I'll be honest with you, a lot of people do complain about AEW, that's their one of the one gripes, is yeah. too many false finishes, but I'm like, come on now, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's the little things, and we'll get to some other stuff too, because there was a other thing with AEW, but yeah, it was a nice way to start off the show, alright, I'll add the AEW thing now, since we're just bouncing, my apologies, but Everybody was saying that it was not a good look for Tony Khan to really go at Nick Khan, but then again, this is also WWE's response was to show Nia Jax, who it was her birthday week, to show her squash and Britt Baker from Britt Baker's tryout back in 2016 when the girl was going for the titles. So, I mean, they went back and forth, but I, I understood the- the only thing I understood from the Tony Khan promo is it felt very much like when Eric Bischoff was bragging in like ninety five and the start of the Monday Night Wars when he was talking given the way the results of Raw and his very braggadocious attitude. So it kinda of reminded me very Eric Bischoffy. I was not really like I'm like, Do you really need to comment on it? I mean he did what he did, but the way that it came off was very Eric Bischoffy, if you will. There's a term for you, if that made <laughs> sense. He was when he was bragging about
0: WCW and WWF at the time. Yeah. I mean the only difference is during the Monday Night Wars, WWE gave a shit and actually tried to combat the yeah. uh, the ratings. But honestly, they really don't give a shit right now. Yeah. Now on the main card, we had a great match to kick it off: Adam Page and Brian Cage. Um, crowd was all over Adam Page.
1: Well, I mean, you want to chant that cowboy shit, man. He's back. He, he, it's your boy. It's cowboy shit. Like, again, this match was another one. There was an ugly spot in the match where friggin' Brian Cage, I think it was like a Samoan drop or whatever they were trying to do. He landed right on his fucking head. I'm like, Jesus, man. He friggin' knocked that. He knocked the wind out of himself.
0: Yeah. And he's a big guy.
1: That's the thing with him. He's always been Mr. GMSI, get my shit in. <laughs> I got a dang man. Sometimes you gotta just like not get all y- get all your shit in. My goodness gracious, man! I mean, no wonder why he's so injury prone. Man, hurt his shoulders, had a lot of injuries, man. Slow it down a little bit, Brian.
0: Well, we're uh, we're seeing dissension in the ranks with Team Taz, which I'm glad of. Um, personally, I want to see Brian Cage on his own. I I think I think we were aware at this point how I feel about Team Taz. Brother not stand Ricky Starks Taz is annoying the shit out of me lately. Brother. Brother. So uh, I'm I'm interested to see where that one goes and when or where they're eventually going to break up. Or at Come least on, Brian man. Cage leave the group.
1: Come on, man. You know why you don't
0: like Ricky Starks. You don't like the shoes with no socks. It's no secret why I don't like Ricky Starks.
1: <laughs> First of all, he almost
0: killed Darby Allen. Second yeah. of all, he dresses like a douche.
1: That's the point, though, man. That's the point. <laughs> well, then you got Hutch in there as well. So, yes, I mean... When it comes to Brian Cage, I mean, it was cool to have Taz as the mouthpiece, but I think it's time. It's like, all right, let Brian go for the world title. Let Brian go against Miro for the uh, TNT title. Like, let Brian just be the fucking machine.
0: Yeah. Um, now we come to the third match of the night, and this was the... Actually, let me take a look, quick look. at I think this is the only one, really, that I really had a problem with who won. I know a lot of people had an issue with another match that we'll discuss, but this one is the only one that really annoyed me because I don't—I didn't see any reason for the Young Bucks to retain.
1: Well, they—they they did Randy Savage Ultimate Warrior. They did, they did the Shield. They did every cocky thing to do just to make fun of like tag team wrestling, and really, and they did the fucking Mega Powers. So they did what they did and needed what they needed to do what they do. Some people I saw were complaining about that, but I'm like, all right, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, I thought it was a, a little much, but I'm like, I get it. They're heels. It's the Young Bucks, you know. They're the greatest tag team. Pretty much showcase. We're better than all these teams and yada yada. So I understood what they were coming from from the story. They all worked hard. Moxley bled. Every, a lot of false finishes. Again, it's one of those things where it was electric. You could tell Moxley was having fun. You could tell Kingston and Young Bucks were having fun as well. It was a great brawl. And then you saw what we had in the ring, and then it ended with all those knees and the kicks. Moxley and his defiance went down for the one, two, three. But one of the things I wanted to notice, you had Kaz come out. They broke up SCU, and Kaz helped uh, you know get that son-of-a-bitch Brandon Cutler to the back.
0: Yeah. Interesting. But um, you know, how do you not put Kingston and Moxley over when together they've just clicked? Obviously because they're best friends, but they're they're so over together. And I mean, Mox with his new entrance music, over as fuck. Everybody's singing wild things, and it's about damn time Eddie Kingston had a title too.
1: Unless they have them winning in Shy Town for all for uh, was it All In or All All In or All Out? all out,
0: All Out, yeah. All In was the. Prelude to AEW and then ever since then it's been all out.
1: I'm just saying, man, you got they gotta make up their goddamn minds. You wanna go in, you wanna go out. It's like friggin' Homer Simpson coming in, coming out. It's the Simpsons, man.
0: Yeah, you wanna shake it all about?
1: Do the fucking hokey Pokey.
0: <laughs> now, um while we're on the topic of uh Eddie Kingston
2: mm-hmm.
0: Do I need to uh read out <laughs> statements on Cesaro in his accent?
1: Please do. <laughs> I knew you would go there as soon as well,
0: you said that. Uh, I mean, I was hoping Travis would be here so I could do it, but uh, I'm, I'm sure he'll listen back. So, Travis, this is just for you. All right, all right. <clears throat> you want the truth? You want to know Inside Baseball? He's a scumbag. Cesaro's a scumbag. I didn't have fun with him at all. He's a scumbag. Here comes Inside Baseball. He was supposed to put me over his Shakara at right before he left for WWE. He didn't do that, so fuck him. He knows I'm talking about him all the time. Fuck him. Fuck Cesaro. Fuck you, Claudio. Whatever you want to call yourself. Stay over there. Don't come AW, bitch-ass Swiss motherfucker. I don't like him. I don't know if you noticed that.
1: That was straight up Yonkers. That was That was
0: Yonkers. <laughs> that was Yonkers. <laughs> I love Eddie Kingston. Ah, he, see Ah With any other accent, he would just sound weird. It's like that accent fits him perfectly. <laughs> Well, I mean, again, that's,
1: that's Yonkers, man. That's <laughs> But no, with him, like, I have never heard anybody like badmouth Cesaro, so I was kind of shocked about that.
0: Um, I'm hoping it's kind of tongue-in-cheek. Like, he doesn't really feel that way, but, you know, it's kind of like he didn't put me over, but fuck him.
1: The one thing I remember about Cesaro that got talked about, I forgot what show was on, and Kevin Owens was talking about this in the shoot interview before he came to WWE. Low-key did not want to put Cesaro over.
0: Oh low key, like, fuck low key.
1: He can fuck off. Like it's fucking badass Brandon who's fucking five foot five and thinks he's like, has a fucking Napoleon complex. So yeah. And I'm like, son, you're hundred and seventy pounds. Shut the fuck up.
0: Fucking low key. Fucking low IQ. Alright. I I am proud that I was the only one who predicted Jungle Boy to win the casino battle royale.
1: Well, if there's anyone who deserved it and who has been working his butt off and getting that reaction with that damn song that I love so much, yeah, Jungle Boy, <laughs> looking, him, I said I was close with Christian, though. I was close, but yeah. I got to say Christian putting the young talent over, man. Now we're going to get Kenny and Jungle Boy. I,
0: I don't even know why I picked Jungle Boy. I just looked at the lineup and just thought, okay, Christian Cage is too obvious, so it's got to be some – Christian Cage is like – The most obvious one in there. So if it's not him, it has to be somebody completely unexpected. So who's been getting a rub lately? Who's over as fuck? Jungle Boy. Anyone? Uh, And also a nice surprise to see Leo Rush, uh, who is apparently on a handshake agreement with AEW, so he can still work wherever he wants, and he may show up occasionally.
1: You're going to make me say it, aren't you?
0: Go, yeah.
1: That was a very underwhelming
0: surprise. I, nobody, Yeah, nobody expected Leo Rush, but I mean, maybe that that's what was good about it. It was completely unexpected for it to be Leo Rush. Um, it could have been somebody bigger, but at the same time, at least you know who it was.
1: True, but again, it, it's Leo Rush. And again, this is not to downgrade Leo Rush, because I like Leo Rush, I think he's very talented. But if you're watching that, you're looking at him like, oh, that's 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 the Cruiserweight guy from WWE, that's the guy that would chant Lashley, Lashley. So I'm just saying, I mean, it was good to see him, and it was a quick two minutes, and I like Leo Rush, but I'm just saying, it's kind of like meh. You know what I'm saying? If, from an, from another outlook, from another perspective.
0: Yeah. Um, eliminated, of course, by Matt Hardy. Fucking Matt
1: Hardy. Can I just say, <laughs> the only thing that I liked about him in the match is because everybody popped for it, and I did too, the the stare down between him and Christian.
0: Yeah, that was a nice uh, throwback. Uh, so I'm looking at the eliminations. You know who eliminated the most people in the match? Oh, Uh Christian Cage followed by Matt Hardy. What the fuck did <laughs> I say, man? I got... <laughs> oh, Max Caster's rap,
1: by the way. Oof.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh... It's,
1: it's... Edge with Christian and friggin' Goldust and Dustin Rhodes and... and oh, God. just Good it, Lord.
0: He Max... hasn't dropped any edgy lines lately, like super edgy, so... Somebody must have had a talk with him about that. Yeah. Look, you can't mention people getting shot
1: look, I understand you want to try to be controversial and be like when John Cena was gay bashing in 2003, but son, this is 2021. We don't do that shit anymore. Yeah, neither to Cena. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, okay, first and foremost, John Cena, I, I will even, a uh, chain gang, Is the, <laughs> I will say the chain gang because 2005 and 06, when he was going to the Divas locker room asking, what do you think about Kurt Angle, and here comes the goddamn boogeyman out of nowhere. Um, it's one of those things where when it really stopped for him once we got into probably 2008 when he started doing, like, stopped doing the chain gang stuff. Like, from 05 to yeah. 07, yeah, cool. But then once we got to, like, PG era and he's talking about son of a baloney mustard sandwich, yeah, you can fuck right that up.
0: I think the turning point for John Cena was when he made Sabu tap out. Sabu. Oh,
1: tap in 06 out. Adventures?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sabu doesn't tap out.
1: <laughs> he doesn't. Sabu does not. Well, they—you knew—you knew once they brought the ECW back as they brand, you knew that they were going to make Sabu look like shit. And they did. Yeah. Like he was just getting beat by the Big Show after another, after another, after another, after another losing to John Cena, getting taken out of the fucking match or the Elimination Chamber at December to dismember, being replaced by Hardcore Effing Holly.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, what a shit show that pay-per-view was.
1: Lord. Well, they were even <laughs> chanting bullshit because they knew it's like, oh God, you're putting effing Sparky plug in the damn main event.
0: <laughs> good lord. Uh, now, next match: Cody Rhodes, Anthony, go 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 Power Rangers. Uh, I'm going nice. <clears throat> I'm gonna say it right now. Uh, like I was, I was, te-
1: I was, I was going on about Leo Rush. Like I said, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a bad surprise, but I'm just kind of like mad with it. But I like Leo Rush. Now this, I will say, I did not like. They did not click at all. I was not a fan of this match.
0: No, yeah, yeah. There, there was no chemistry in the match. I mean, let's let's be honest though. I mean, Anthony Gogo is a boxer. Yes. You know, this was never going to be a great match. They built it up very well, but it was never going to live up to the hype. Um, you want me
1: to say? You want me to say it, Des? I'll yeah. say it really quickly. Yeah, you, right? you go first. Right? I'm going to say it, man. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right here, right now. Jesus Jones. It's like when Muhammad Ali took on and Anoki, uh, right? Antonio Anoki. Yeah. Great film because it's a boxer wrestler and it's a great from an attraction standpoint, box office, right? It, but it sucked. <laughs> you know what I mean? It sucked. It was great from on paper, but you actually executed it. Sucked because Muhammad Ali is a boxer and Anoki is a legendary professional
0: wrestler. Mm-hmm. It didn't work.
1: There Did will, not work.
0: There will never be a better wrestler versus boxer match than Rocky versus Fund Ellipse. All right? Ellipse is here. That's the name the of the fight. game.
1: Baby. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but, um, I mean, this has been debated all week. Uh, I've got into some fights over it. I really don't know what people's problem is with Cody Rhodes.
1: Ah, oh, yeah. That yes, part. he's okay. an
0: executive, but he's also, what, 35? He's in the prime of his career, and you can't tell me that he's not a great wrestler and a great performer and a great personality, a great promo. Uh, If Travis was here, he'd be singing his praises too, because Travis loves Cody. Um, But yeah, he's in the prime of his career, and if he wasn't an executive, nobody would be saying shit. It's just the fact that he's a higher up and he's getting all these big matches. Well, what do you want? You want him to be buried on Dark? so Cody is 35. Um it's a stance too. Again,
1: like people kind of rope him into and kind of put him into the group of oh, oh uh, you know, well Cody's always on top and you know, he's always wrestling and he's always out there. It's like, oh, Kenny Omega's the champ, The Young Bucks are the tag champs. Yeah. They're putting it all the high. Okay. When G- Triple H was the world champ from 02 to like 04, 05. All right. I understand I get it. You know, when Triple H was always on top. You know what I'm saying? People complain that he always got the title. Jeff Jarrett did that same shit. From 2004 to 2000, no, wait, 2003 to 2006 for Impact, he was their version of Triple H, okay? Mm. So look, when it comes to Cody Rhodes, he kills it each and every time. I'll be honest with you. I was thinking of Go-Go because I think they were going to Go, 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 Power Rangers, like you said so eloquently, to another match. Yeah, but (sighs) I'm glad that they're not because it sucked. And, you know, the U.S. and the U.K., we got them issues, which still makes no fucking sense. But... I, what got me too is the bra the dude he used the vertebraker Yeah. Vertibreaker. I was not expecting that. Vertibreaker for the win.
0: Um and and another thing. Like yes. Cody isn't really always on top. Yeah, he, he was TNT yeah. champion for a while and he uh, he put Darby Allen over for it. He put over Brody Lee. He had to be the the first TNT champion because you needed somebody recognizable and somebody pretty well known to launch that championship and now look at it it's done wonders for Darby Allen it's put a new spin on Miro's AEW run which was really in the trenches um and when people say Cody should be putting people over all the time he has put people over his pay-per-view record was four and four he like we said he just put Darby Allen over he put MJF over um, he made sure he can never win his own world championship, but how is he going to put people over if he's not an established star himself? Like I laughed at that. If Cody Rhodes puts everybody over, then what's the point? It's not going to feel special.
1: I laughed at that, by the way, because my boy Nick Wiss, who's in the Max group, who, uh, it's funny, we we both went to school together. He graduated a couple of years before me. Uh, him and I went to a lot of MIWC shows together. So... so. I did see that he commented about you and I uh, talk about when did he put
0: Jericho over, and I'm like, well, he- yeah. I knew Jericho's first title defense. Yep, okay, or maybe he forgot about that. So yeah, <laughs> now you know, and that's why Cody can never be AEW World Champion. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, I mean, when because Cody is getting these big matches and you know maintaining this aura of a big star. When he does put somebody over, like MJF or Darby Island, it's special. And look at them now. They're both flourishing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You kind of need that franchise player to uh, to make new stars, and that's exactly what Cody's doing. Maybe not Anthony Agogo, nope. but eh.
1: But not that franchise. When you're talking about franchise player, we're not talking about that franchise.
0: We're <laughs>
1: talking about Shane Douglas. <laughs> no, I'm talking about Shane Douglas'
0: franchise. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and of course, on the topic of Miro, again, um, honestly, I wasn't really bothered with who won this one because Miro is very fresh into his TNT title run, um, but at the same time, Lance Archer's just lost another championship match.
1: Good news out of this is, I'm gonna say, because again, I will, I've told you this, I was not a fan. Not of Miro, not him as a person or his talents, but mm. as the character. Because again, they did it back ass backwards. They can't have him come in as with Kip Sabian, and then they're doing this gamer bullshit. It broke my game. It broke my game, <laughs> and now he's being the badass that he was. Rusev crush, machka, machka, machka. You know, or as Kevin Owens used to say, machka something. So it's one of those <laughs> things where you're building him as this brute again, as the brute that he should be, and as as he is. And him and Lance Archer had a very good match. And it, I, it's going to probably continue. And
0: you had Jake.
1: He threw the snake, man. He threw the snake.
0: Oh, you know what? I'd have done the same thing. Get that fucking snake out of here.
1: You know, somebody, my dad was making a joke. He's like, you know, someone's probably going to call them for like an animal rights thing.
0: because <laughs> <could snake. Yes. laughs> Get
1: through the snake, God
0: Oh, God. I was actually kind of waiting for somebody to like open the bag and just show it wasn't a snake, but some kind of weapon. But yeah, we're, it, we're literally meant to believe he threw a snake across the fucking stage. <laughs> um, <clears throat> honestly, I don't think they should have booked this match. It's too soon for Miro to lose a title. And again, it's another loss for Lance Archer. They should have booked it a couple more months down the line when Miro's had a bit of a run. And then we can put Lance Archer over, but... There was nothing to gain from this match because <clears throat> um, Miro couldn't drop the title because it was too soon, and it just made Lance Archer look bad again.
1: Uh, I love Lance to death, everybody dies. I look at it from a stance to, uh, uh, that, that's the problem that I have. Like you said, like you, they keep putting him in here, and he keeps losing. Mm. You know, But I don't know if they're going to build it to all out. I don't know if they're going to do it on a freaking Dynamite episode or what have you, but it's just like... I feel bad for Lance because, again, from what he did in the Killer Elite Squad with David David Boy Smith Jr., with what he did with Kid Cash and TNA, what he did with just everybody that he's worked with. He's one of those guys who's just like, again, he's big. He can move. I love the fact that he does the old school into the moonsault off the ropes. I think that's a badass sequence. I mean, the dude has it.
0: Yeah, he's just the bridesmaid of championship matches.
1: Oh, never be the bride. He's like a runaway bride. He should be like Richard Gere and Julia Roberts. Just run away with
0: that bride, you know. <laughs> oh, who wouldn't? Oh um... my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, You're uh, don't the not result... is what? I'm good. I got I got coffee. Coffee. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, the result I enjoyed the most. Yes, it was predictable. I don't give a shit uh dr brit motherfucking baker dmd is now the women's champion and it was a great match too she looked great despite losing um she i think she got a standing ovation after brit left the ring right and thoroughly deserved she's she's had a great run i mean it's been over a year as a women's actually it was double enough and she won it last year mm-hmm. i think so i believe it was a, a year and a week that she was women's champion Um, and, you know, she's done her job. She served a purpose. It was time to put somebody else over. She's, she was great. Um, and Britt Baker had a moment. I loved that, uh, Tony Schiavone came out to congratulate her after the match. It was a really nice touch. Uh, because even though she's a heel, it was kind of a human moment just to remind us of how hard she's worked for this.
1: I was very happy to see it. I'll be honest. We had Cena wins. winsley Riot. I would have rioted if again, Hikaru would have won and Britt lost. I mean <laughs> I love Hakaroshida. But dude, it, it, was, it was her time. And yeah. Britt yeah. Baker's Prince reaction was absolutely amazing for those that saw that in attendance. Like again, like it's rightfully deserved. She's gonna be the top part of that division, the top heel. I look yeah. forward to seeing who we got going her going against her next. And it was good. They both gelled very well. And it's Britt motherfucking Baker, as you so eloquently put it, Mr. <laughs> Dazzy Dangerously. One other thing I will add about Sheeta. Did you see that she did address that goddamn yeah. son of a bitch, Willie Urbina, who, for those that don't know, Willie Urbina was also the Spanish announcer for Impact. He, you've seen him when LAX would come out back in the day, Hector Guerrero, the whole nine. That son of a bitch, Willie Urbina, mocking her accent. Did you see what she wrote? said back to it?
0: Yes, and I actually heard the clip of him speaking too, and yeah, not good.
1: So, what she wrote back, for those who haven't seen it, didn't want to talk about this before my big day, so let me tell you now, I don't give a shit what other people say about my race because I love it and am proud of it, because I know he's a fool. I don't even feel anger, so don't need to worry about me. Thank you. Hmm. You Yeah,
0: classic. And that's also a difference. I I read... Um, Eddie Kingston's statements in his accent, but we ain't doing Hikaru Shida's accent.
1: No. And (laughs) first and foremost, they've been pushing the Asian Pacific Islander month, which rightfully so. You know what I'm saying? They've been done doing it with Asuka, Nia Jax, and everybody on WWE. So, I mean, god dang, man. Show some respect and be kind, Mm. you bastards. Uh,
0: I expect Shida to take a little bit of a break now, but uh, hopefully it's not the, the last we see of her in AEW. I mean, Rio yeah. disappeared for a long time before she came back.
1: Personally, I would say Sheeta deserves the break, man. God yeah. dang, man. She's been on the roll.
0: Yeah. Now, sure. who do you
1: think is for Britsa uh, next uh, challenger? I'm trying to think here, man. I apologize yeah, for
0: interrupting. I don't want to jump thinking... straight into another feud with Funda Rosa. I say keep that on the back burner for now. How about but, Statlander? Uh, Statlander would be a good challenger. I wouldn't expect her to win, No. Nope. Um, I think if anybody's going to take that title off of Britt I know she's only just won it and we're talking about who she's going to drop it to but eventually I expect it to be Fonda Rosa so for now I just want to see her have great matches with the whole women's division because hey, um, the women's division as well has been flourishing much more the last year or so And I would don't jump the gun though, Dazzy Dangerously what about if they give it to Jay Cargill or Car Crash? Mm -mm -mm. nah (laughs) she can have the tnt title oh my god and they do it they probably do it. they would and honestly i wouldn't really care um i mean she she is built she's i mean she is a bodybuilder but um you know if china can win the intercontinental championship why not you know who jade cargo
1: reminds me of if I've said this before, I apologize, but because I saw what she does now, and she's back to being like a basketball referee or, or official wherever she was. Linda Miles from WWE Tough Enough 2 when she was Shanika with the Bashams, oh, playing yeah. a role she nothing about with the dominatrix role. She yeah. reminds me of like built <coughs> shit.
0: Yeah, I, I remember Shanika, and I was watching that shit at, uh, what, 14 years old? Nobody said shit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. That's you true. can't be watching this. Why? Uh, what? <laughs> it well,
1: just went me, completely was, over my head. <laughs> for me, I was eleven, and you don't understand what the hell the ball and gag is yeah. because that was the Basham's thing—the ball and gag. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I don't know. If this isn't some sadomasochistic activity. I don't know what the fuck this oh. shit is.
0: Um. But yeah. Britt Baker thoroughly deserves a women's title. Yes, it was predictable, but this is the difference between good storytelling, long-term booking, and just quick, cheap booking. That doesn't make sense.
1: Like Nikki Cross beating Charlotte and Rhea two minutes in a friggin' challenge? Really? You didn't see? Oh, yeah, you didn't see Yeah, I didn't watch Raw. So Nikki Cross last week beat Char- uh, Rhea Ripley because Rhea Ripley got distracted and by beating her up so much. She didn't see the clock. So she won the two-minute challenge. They did it again with Charlotte this week, and Rhea pretty much distracted Charlotte. And Nikki survived because Nikki wants a title shot for the winner of Rhea against Charlotte after whoever wins that match. So they're okay. putting Nikki Cross in here, which is good to have her see her get pushed. But, yeah, they've been putting Nikki Cross in the mix.
0: Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um... I compare it to like the early NXT days when they built somebody and you knew that they were going to win the NXT title like uh, Sami Zayn, you know, Um, but if the storytelling's good and it makes sense and it's going to be a feel good moment, you you don't mind it being predictable because you know it's going to be a good payoff. It's like Avengers Endgame. You knew everybody was going to come back at the end and it was a great feel good moment. Doesn't matter. Sorry if I just spoiled it for you, but it's two years old.
1: Well <laughs> look at three. Rocky Balboa. When he when he comes back to fight Mason the line, Dixon, you don't know well how's he gonna handle, you know, his age and everything, and then he comes out there because you know, you see how hard he's trying, you're like, Okay, win or lose, he's gonna come out there and he's gonna fucking kill it. It's Rocky F and Balboa, and he does. You know, you know it's gonna be a feel good moment.
0: Yeah, and it was, it was a it was actually a tie. But they did do an alternate it's- ending where Rocky won. <laughs>
1: Ah, okay. That's I totally forgot about that. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, know, that's the thing. You have a tie. I said it doesn't matter when lose, like, you know it's gonna be great. And also the fact that we get it, it ain't over till it's over. What's that from the eighties? No, it's more like the seventies.
0: I love that line. Me too. <laughs> all right.
1: And bring no little Marie. That ain't all
0: right. <laughs> oh little Marie, it ain't alright. Yep. <laughs> yo,
1: yo little Marie. Aren't you little Marie that used to work at that Italian ogie shop? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, okay, Darby Allen and Sting um, defeated Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky. Um, wasn't what I predicted, but I mean, after seeing what Sting busted out, I'm okay with it, honestly. He
1: did a code red. He did a code red.
0: Yes. Uh, I, honestly, Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky being together makes no sense anyway because they both just left tag teams to go to AEW and form a new tag team.
1: I, don't get me started on that. <laughs> so, uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. But also, I mean, Sting winning also still gives a rub to Darby Allin, who just benefits just from being a Sting side, honestly. Um, I think if Sting that? hadn't busted out such an unexpectedly good performance, it would have been a more questionable result. But, I mean, he's, what, 62 and he yes. killed it.
1: Well, how about that backdrop, though, man? Because he took that backdrop on the stage. My God. He, he's taking bumps. I'm like, well, geez, he... my dad almost had a heart attack. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I don't I he... know. Like, and he's like, why well, is he fucking nuts? And I'm like, well, what, what happened? He's like, he took a backdrop on the stage. I'm like, well, you know. <laughs> he, like I...
0: he retired six years ago from a neck injury. And now he's out there taking power bombs and backdrops on the stage and flying through mm-hmm. the freaking air.
1: He was great. He did very, very well. You know what I'm saying? And, well, I, I, I saw people were shitting on it.
0: Yeah, of course, because, oh, he's 62. He shouldn't have won. Can you do that at 62? Could The Undertaker do that at 58?
1: And The Undertaker will automatically, and he will definitively say he's done. So,
0: wait, yeah, shut up. Um, I think Undertaker probably regrets not having that match with Sting. I know Sting really wanted it so bad, and he's made no secret about it. But, uh, I mean, if Sting could pull out that kind of performance, just imagine what he could have done, what, five years ago, six years ago with Taker. I know Taker wasn't at his best at the time, but.
1: Well, if he had come to WWE in 2011 and would have done that match then, that would have still been great instead of Triple H. But, yeah, no. I think if you had done in 2011, it still would have been awesome because then we wouldn't have gotten him as the champ and the Jeff Hardy debacle of victory road.
0: Yeah, um, and Kenny Omega obviously was predictable. Uh, gonna retain the world title against Cassidy and Pac, but there was a lot of moments where you just kind of thought maybe Cassidy was gonna win it, and that's what I love when it's so predictable, but then at the same time it just makes you second guess yourself.
1: I like okay, and I I was one who was like not a fan of Orange Cassidy yes. back in the day.
0: You were famously he, he not a on. fan of Orange Cassidy.
1: Ah, oh, he grew on me. You know what I'm saying? Because he was putting his hands in his pocket, like Atlantis Moore said. You know, and I'm just like, okay, he's got his hands in his pockets. And then, you know, we he grows because he can he can work. You know, let him let's let him wrestle because he can wrestle. He's very good. You don't realize like he's been wrestling since what, like 2004? For God's sake, holy yeah. hell! <clears> but no, it's. Like, again, it grows, and you know you see the kids, and everybody gets into it, and it's electric, and you just you feel like you're a part of something special when it comes to Orange Casty. You know you got the thumbs up, you know what I'm saying? You got the foam fingers, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if they're fighting like Drake and Josh did with the foam fingers, but you got the foam fingers. So it's one of those things where, man, you are in for a treat, and you're in for a fun and entertaining time. Then you got the bastard Pac, man, the bastard Pac. He killed it, and Omega. It was not a bad triple threat matchup with Kenny Omega. By God, Omega getting the dub, if you know what I'm saying. And are you looking forward to Kenny Omega and Jungle Boy?
0: Absolutely. I mean, like I said, I was the only one that predicted Jungle Boy. I don't expect him to win, but, you know, it's a great rub to uh, get into a world title match with Kenny Omega when he's, I want to say, 23? Yeah, Uh, He's early 20s, anyway. Uh, Yeah, he's... Being positioned in a main event spot with Kenny by God Omega. Again, don't expect him to win, but he's going to look good. Spot on, Dazzy Dangerously. He is 23rd.
1: Hey. <laughs> Yo, bro. I got to ask you as well, Mr. Dazzarino. Kenny Omega and Moose coming up against all odds, man.
0: Yeah. Uh, again, it's been building for a long time. It's been a, the predictable outcome of this impact storyline. Um, there was a couple of times a few months ago where we expected it to happen sooner but it's happening now Um, yeah it's gonna be good and I expect Moose to uh, finally win the real world title Uh, as far as Orange Cassidy goes that's what makes his gimmick so good and that's why it works because you look at him and he's got his hands in his pockets and he's doing his really soft kicks and he you know Really not showing any energy whatsoever, but then he just busts out all these crazy moves, and you actually realize, holy shit, he's an amazing wrestler. And he can Absolutely. do all that with his hands still in his pockets.
1: Hands in his pockets.
0: <laughs> How he hasn't broken <laughs> his wrists yet, I don't know.
1: <laughs> the thing about him, too, is, again, you just think, oh, okay, he's very apathetic, he's lethargic, he just doesn't give a damn, you know what I'm saying? It's really, it also kind of... I'm going to say it equates to today's generation. You know what I'm saying? They don't yeah. give a
0: fizz up. You fuck.
1: Goddamn fizz- lazy you so- fuck.
0: You lazy <laughs> fuck,
1: So, and then he just, you know, he fucking turns it on. He's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. It's time for me to go into from zero to 100 like that, like that, like that, y'all. And he fucking kills it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, we're getting close to the 45-minute mark. So, main event was just off the fucking chain stadium stampede to um I, I think it got off to a little bit of a shaky start when the inner circle were rappelling down the stand and it was kind of sluggish but we'll let that slide oh my god the, the rappelling could have gone a little bit better but it was still a cool idea
1: that was my thing my I mean, again i stepped away for a brief second and i come back and my dad's like are they fucking nuts what the hell are they doing i'm like what i'm like oh they're coming down like like you said very sluggish and <laughs> okay like, they didn't really even come down together what was coming over here what was coming over there and it's like all right inner circle here we are
0: yeah they'd never make a SWAT team but uh oh. it was a cool idea but yeah the match went from zero to batshit crazy very quickly um, everybody was fighting all over the building. There was a lot of time spent focused on Jericho and MJF at one point. I think the camera was just on them for like maybe five minutes or so. And it got to the point where I'm like, did they forget about everybody else in this match? What are they doing?
1: He picked up the phone and it reminded me of <laughs> halftime Heat.
0: <laughs> oh, um, yeah. I mean, this was basically the inner circle beating the shit out of the pinnacle. That's what this match was. And they fought in the freezer. Yeah.
1: Hager and Warlord fought in the freezer.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, the golf cart spot, obviously.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Sean Spears. He uh, took it like a Sean. champ. Yes, he um, did. But it was
0: nice to see Sammy Guevara on the other side of the golf cart this time.
1: Yes. <laughs> what about the surprise of Conan, brother? LAX reunion.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, they're fighting in the disco, and you look over. The, wait, is that Conan on the on the decks? What the fuck? I was just waiting for
1: him to say Orale, lay, toss the salad." Essay, arriba, arriba, Tito Santana, Viva
0: Rivera, good. He just looks so funny in the corner with his little grin, just like the old uncle playing the old, play, trying to play the cool music.
1: Okay, and you also know why he was there too. Besides <laughs> the fact that the LAX reunion, he is Chris Jer- One of Chris Jericho's closest friends.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah and you know when I think we kind of predicted that this was going to spill out into the ring because how can you have the first full capacity show in over a year and then you have Stadium Stampede which is obviously not in front of a crowd because they need the whole stadium Um, so it's going to have to spill into the ring eventually and it did Um, and it was kind of badass you know Jericho bringing MJF through the crowd and then Sammy Guevara and uh, who, did he, was it, who was it Sean Spears? yes he pinned Sean Spears Yeah, uh, amazing to see Sammy Guevara get his moment and just win the match for everybody
1: dude it's the camaraderie afterwards everybody hugging everybody singing Judas that is what they came out for they came out to see a fun night of professional wrestling and that's what that crowd got man and it's really again when you're a professional wrestling fan and you're seeing what they're doing and as I said I love all professional wrestling but after mm. a while you get tired of watching fucking retreads pay-per-views is fine because the last pay-per-view was fine with the wwe but god dang man you see this and you see where we get on the main rosters and it's like fucking step it up you know what i'm saying so i can step it
0: up this match served its purpose we we look at wrestling over the past year or so as an escape especially over the past year or so and this match for half an hour just kind of made you forget that there was ever a pandemic when they're fighting for a packed crowd, everybody's singing Judas. It was electric.
1: Agreed. Everybody's still, if you know, like I said, we're getting all vaccinations, but everybody's still wearing masks. Be safe. Then we're going to Texas for WWE. Just in case you didn't know, we're going to Texas. We're going to friggin' Wisconsin or wherever the fuck we're going. But they're <laughs> only doing it for 25 days. You know what I'm saying? But they're going somewhere, man, and then who knows after that. Well, I'm going going back back to Cali Kelly. What?
0: Hi. I'm in Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> oh. and now uh, for the time of the week where we share the kind of posts that make wrestling fans look like idiots this oh, is oh okay it's not yet what we got left
1: you forgot one thing man. I had to mention for topic wise I had to ask you about I'm sorry as we're talking about this because we did we'll do the releases later this is one topic I had to ask you about okay so the NWA pay-per-view She's back. It's Thunder Rosa Molina against Taryn Terrell and Kylie Ray.
0: Yeah. Kylie Ray in another new company.
1: <laughs> okay. I love Kylie Ray to death. And yes, I know she's had her mental health problems. And I again I sympathize with that girl. Mm-hmm. So she was supposed to face Deanna Purrazzo. And they it's, you know, she was supposed to do the Impact pay per view. Now Impact has opened the door and said that they still I want to use her. For whenever. I think she was supposed to do like a uh, indie match with Thunder Rosa. I don't know if that happened or if they had to postpone that one as well. But then all of a sudden... Did it get postponed? I think so. Thank you, Des. So, out of the woodwork, I haven't been checking on NWA. All I know is on this pay-per-view, friggin' Trevor Murdoch is gonna face Nick Aldis for the NWA Championship. I'm like, Trevor after Murdoch.
0: My my inner 13-year-old will mark the fuck out if Trevor Murdoch wins a world title. You want you what, You want
1: to see him sing? I got friends in low places. Yes. I got friends <laughs> in low places. Yes. <laughs> Wait, we're we're both landscaped Trevor Murdoch fans. Yes, we are. Yep. That's what we are. Yep. Yep. Sweet and sour. Hello. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's forget about the fact when he was Jethro Holiday in TNA for like a cup of coffee. Eh.
0: So. Eh. I forget about so, a lot of cameos in TNA.
1: Are you, were you? Would you really mark out if Trevor Murdoch beats Nick Aldis yeah, for the NWA? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear just the chipperness, the chipper, the cheer? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll mark out. What
0: was that, Des? I, I would, damn skipper.
1: Thank you. All right.
0: But yeah. no, I mean, like him and Lance Cade were tag team champions when I was like 13 on Raw. um yes. And, you know, back then tag teams actually were relevant. So I've got a lot of fond memories of Caden and Murdoch. And, you know, look at him now. He. I mean, it was the same with um, Ron Killings becoming NWA World Champion. Like, wait a minute, that was Kate Quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I can definitely see that from that stance because when you think of all the great tag teams, Kate and Murdoch against the Hardy's was a great tag team rivalry. They faced Kane in the big show. They wrestled a lot of tag teams there. They wrestled DX for God's sake. So yes. Mm-hmm. It would be full circle. But what do you think about Kylie Ray coming back for this tag team match player?
0: I'm happy she's getting back in the ring, you know. Um as long, as long as she's happy fine, whatever. Go where you go where you need to go. Same. And uh, I, I'm, I'm,
1: uh, it's upsetting that Travis is not on the show because I would ask Travis what he thinks about Kylie Ray wrestling in NWA.
0: Oh, he's been salty ever since she left AEW. Oh, my <laughs> God. Let it go, man. Let it go. Let it go. Okay. Uh, we do have some more topics to cover, so we're going to uh, get into this next segment first before we go to a break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Shitmark Say.
1: It's still real to me, damn it! <laughs>
0: So if you're in the Max Rassen Facebook group, you would have seen a lot of debates. I, I use the term debates very loosely uh, that I've had with some people this past week. I'm not going to include all of them. Um, so first of all, this one is just a crazy, ridiculous statement. Corey Graves is the greatest commentator of all time. No. Look, I like Corey Graves, and I think he's funny. But hell no to
1: the no, no,
0: no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Jim Ross, Gorilla Monsoon, Bobby Heenan, Gordon Sully. No. Stop it.
1: <laughs> I'll take friggin' Vince and Jesse Ventura over Corey Graves.
0: <laughs> hell, even Roddy Piper. I'll take well, I Savage over.
1: Yep. Exactly. Survivor Series 90. <laughs> I'll take friggin' Randy Savage. On commentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. <sighs> you, you, you can't. I, I'll take Cornette on freaking commentary. Hell, I'll even take when Shane McMahon was on commentary with Cornette or whoever it was doing Sunday Night Heat. I'll take fucking Mark Lloyd, okay? Mark F. Lloyd for freaking Corey Graves. CM Punk. CM Punk, yes. Exactly.
0: He was on commentary for the short time. He was great. Just, just note, I mean, no, no, I don't Wait, mean to disrespect Corey Graves, but no, no,
1: and I love him to death. But first and foremost, when you think of CM Punk on commentary, I had to backtrack. John, my diet soda, you spilt my diet soda. Like, <laughs> come on, you can't make stuff up like that. <laughs> but yeah, no, but yeah, Corey Graves is funny, he's very witty, and I think from where he was, where he got his concussion, mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't wrestle anymore. And, you know, he, they put him in commentary, and he was good, because he's very knowledgeable, but I wouldn't say he's the greatest.
0: Yeah, I mean, considering he never went on a path to become a commentator, it just happened because he couldn't yeah. wrestle anymore. So, yeah. He's good, but he's not the greatest of all time. Now, next you one. Know. Oh, boy. Now, every time I say the word scripted in this next uh, post, it's all in capitals. Everything else is in lower caps, but the word scripted is is in capitals every time I say it, okay? So, boring AEW is scripted as well. Even AEW is in lower caps in this one. All wrestling is scripted. If it wasn't scripted, they would get seriously hurt before anyone won the match. What does everyone not understand about that? That's a fact. All wrestling is scripted. Even boring AEW, again in lower caps. So, I think he's trying to say wrestling scripted. You don't say. I
1: mean, come on, like that's just rhetorical. That's dumb, and that's just stupid. That's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, he just—I don't even know where he was going with that. Like, he just stated the obvious.
0: <laughs> this was in a pro wrestling and MMA uh, world post. Um, yeah, we don't say names when it comes to shit, Mark. Say, but I will say that that was the post—the uh, group that this was posted in. Um, it's it was actually a comment on a post. I don't—I don't even know what the post was. But this was one of the comments. And it's just like, okay. And even though it's scripted, they still do get seriously hurt, you know.
1: I got to say, what I love about these segments is is the fact that you pick these out. Because I'll be honest with you, when it comes to a lot of wrestling groups besides ours and maybe RWT, I kind of like skim through everybody else because I just can't take it. <laughs> I can take a lot of wrestling groups.
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these I will share in the Max Wrestling Group, too. Um, oh yeah but i'm I'm
1: just saying like also like i know you'll share but i mean i don't go into these groups as well it's been a while i mean the only ones i really go into are ours mm -hmm. and RWT, and of course a new
0: click talk group cheap plug
1: yes yes thank you cheap plug click talk network the click 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 talk network doesn't have the same thing.
0: yes Ah. again i can't roll my r's yeah, I can't either,
1: so don't ask me to do that. <laughs> That's
0: Moses' job. I mean, I'm Welsh. I'm supposed to be able to, but I never learned how to.
1: Yeah, I don't even. I mean, my mom could actually roll her R's. If she was up right now, she'd be rolling her R's like crazy, man. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> my God, that woman can friggin'. She's got one on me, man. She can roll her R's. I can't do it. Like, she could probably do like with Escobar, like like what Moses does with Santos Escobar. <laughs> I cannot roll my R's worth the damn. So, yeah. Uh. That's, she has a.
0: All right, and that is two posts from Shit Max A. He, uh, you don't have any, I assume? No, no? Okay. just because
1: <laughs> I, I don't need a headache. That already gave me a headache. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: okay, before we go to the to a break and into the topic, John, uh, you are listening to Max Wrestling, and if you prefer your podcast in audio form only, we are on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, and CastBox.
1: Too early. Casp is <laughs> Yes, it is too early.
0: Um, with special episodes, of course, on Anchor.fm. And the next special episode is Trivia Takeover 6 Mortal Conflict, uh, three weeks away on June 22nd and 24th. It's the fifth anniversary of the Knowledge Championship, which will be determined in the now annual Champions Chase match, as the team of Chad Malcolm, Ella J., Moses Marquez, and Travis Walker anderson will look to dethrone the Nellis champion Mike Larkin, who uh well over a thousand combined days now in your third reign. I am happy with that. Man. Yeah. I cannot wait. I think it's just over fifty-five in this reign. Um also the Demoness is back in action as she will take the fight to not one, not two, but three mortal souls in Louis Sutcliffe, Ryan Sutcliffe and Ryan Taylor. Of Ryan squared in the first ever three-on-one handicap promo exhibition, uh, and also, you know, we'll give a cheap plug. Look out for the season finale of Ryan squared. I think is it next week or a week after, uh, with a special appearance from the Max Four Horsemen. And two more championship matches as Mona Leon, the queen of RWT, will challenge the Phoenix for the Max Dawson World Championship in a promo bout. And in the third part of the trilogy, the Phoenix, who today has become the fourth longest reigning promo champion, uh, defends the promo championship against Moses Marquez. Will the Phoenix continue to rise or will Moses ruin the Birdfucker's day? Birthday. <laughs> <coughs> That's just stuck in my head now from when he called him a Birdfucker, you. <laughs>
1: well, this is this is Moses, Birdfucker. Bird fucker. This is Moses Marquez. Our boy, It's our boy, Big Mo. He's Mo. I love Mo, but god dang, man, that fucker. <laughs> I'm saying he does that. You gotta understand. I don't think he even realizes sometimes, man. It's friggin' like I said, he's got the soundboard. It's the Mo isms, as he knows that I love to call it. It's the Mo isms. This poor fucker, like, you know, he, and he says it with such <laughs> emphasis. This poor fucker <laughs> got dropped on his head. Okay, <laughs> like, all right. I love him to death. Love you, Mo. Fucker. But, I can do it in my head because yes, it is over a thousand days with the fifty-five. As soon as you said that, I'm like, holy shit, yeah, it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody can touch the rock on the mic in his in his
2: prime. No, I don't know anybody that can
0: touch the rock on the mic now. The guy gets killed, and I don't mean to spoil it, but go, that's what it is. I mean, I spoiled the biggest plot twist in the Wrong term, but people can thank me for that later. Where did he go? Where did he find it? Oh, don't worry. he came and rescued me. Where was you, slicking your hair with all that white hair, 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 What, what item did Seth Rollins use to break up the shield? Was it A, Michael Cole's shoe? B. A steel chair? Who calls a shoe, honestly? Hello, ladies
1: and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of On The Mic With Mike. And joining me today, Impact Wrestling
0: Knockouts Champion, Miss Dionne. I don't
1: think i I
0: going to him, though. That's how far that bump was. Welcome back. The week after Trivia Takeover, the 2021 King of the Mic Tournament begins. And if you didn't know already, the first match in the brackets will be a King of the Mic rematch between Cypher and Travis the Walker Anderson. We're going to be revealing the first round matches over the next couple of weeks. So match two will be revealed next week. The other entrants in the tournament are Chad Malcolm, current Mr. Iron Bank Chris Durham, Chris Maldonado, the Demoness, Ryan Sutcliffe, and even Moses of Phoenix, whichever one doesn't want, kind of take over as promo champion.
1: All right, a lot of first-timers in this and a lot of uh, newcomers. Uh, uh, first-timers, newcomers, same thing. So a lot of first-time newcomers and a lot of veterans in this. And what a way to start like we saw last year with Travis and Corey. If what we saw last year was any indication mm. of what we're going to see this year?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. They uh, they kind of inspired the uh the foundations for the cinematic showdown by going face to face literally face to face so
1: i bet man. Like, like i said well that just shows the creativity of both men and same with you and uh phoenix you know what i'm saying so it's gonna be a good start to king of the mach yeah.
0: 2002 it's gonna, be, yeah. it's gonna be a good tournament also the demon still- is in there for the first time so good luck everybody I said two,
1: 2022, 2021. I don't even know what the <laughs> fuck year he it is. Anyway, so yes, and Nikola's going to be in there too, like you said. So it's just like when you got someone of Nikola's character and someone of her stature, if you will, Dazzy Dangerously, longest reigning promo champ. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? She's been the predictions champ. You know what I'm saying? She's looking to add the king of the mic slash queen of the mic then because she's a queen, a demonic queen, if you will, tournament to her accolades.
0: Yeah. All right, now yeah. uh, now we're going to go into the topic, charm. We've got ten minutes to discuss each topic, so we should be able to get through about three or four. Uh, at the end of each ten minutes, you will hear this klaxon. That wasn't very loud, but that's what it sounds like. Uh, and that will mean we go on to a new topic. Unless it's going very well, I'll give us an extra five minutes. Okay. Uh, let's, let's try that again, see if we can get it a bit louder. There we go.
1: <laughs> I like that.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. We got 10 minutes to discuss the first topic, which, of course, is WWE releases. Uh, yep. We had another Black Wednesday yesterday. And what was it? Five, six people. There was Braun Strowman, uh, Buddy Murphy, Ruby Riott, Lana, yep. and I feel like I missed Oh, Aleister Black, of course.
1: And I believe, wasn't there one more? Oh, um, uh, Santana Garrett.
0: Oh, and Santana, yeah, who uh, has been on and off in NXT. Um, oh, the poor girl. The poor girl was going to be called up to Friday Night SmackDown because she, she was
1: going. She was getting the call up, and then they said, nope, you're gone.
0: Yeah. Santana's a veteran, too.
1: Dude, if you've seen her in Wow Women of Wrestling, obviously her run in TNA is Britney with Samuel Shaw.
0: Yeah. Um
1: girl could go she can wrestle but she was just kind of like like you said she was here and there on nxt and you know like i said they brought they were going to bring her up to smackdown that was the report going around and then again they said no we're gonna cut you
0: yeah it completely came out of left field i mean there was rumors going around before it was announced that um there were some more releases coming and it was going to be some pretty big names but i think we all took it with kind of a pinch of salt we're like yeah they won't be that big Um, But then you got Alistair Black, who literally came back less than a month ago after being off TV for seven months. They bring him back on TV after seven months. They give him a whole new gimmick, which is getting over. They have this new music planned for him, which apparently was his favorite entrance music in his entire career, and now nobody's ever going to hear it. Um, They spent all this money on vignettes for him, and then they fire him.
1: You're thinking he's going to few a biggie, you know, black mask to biggie. Yeah. And then fired. Like, and he, he was very cool about on his Twitch. You know what I'm saying? He went out respectful. He didn't, mm-hmm. you know, bash them. He was very thankful. He was very grateful for his time. But yeah, no, it's just like you have this, you know, he's feeling like death because you're sitting and you're not doing nothing for months on end. You were supposed to win the U.S. title, but you didn't want to do it. They didn't want to do it because, you know, there's no people. And again, you just keep getting shafted and shafted, and then you get this cool Dark Father gimmick. The persona, the vignettes are intriguing. You want to see what he's gonna do. He blackmasses Biggie, and gone. I, it's mind-boggling. I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I like how he described his new gimmick. It's it was supposed to be the devil who's done something bad, but he can't remember what he's done.
1: See, uh, you have me hooked right there.
0: Yeah, very original um he yeah he he didn't bash wwe or anything he he's a very humble person um i don't think he's got a spiteful bone in his body
1: Nah, man when i first saw him before the uh before the nxt run to the main roster when he wrestled neville on that uh uk tour man on the uk tournament i'm like god dang this dude's got something
0: yeah uh now when it comes to braun strowman um, I mean, it's no secret I haven't been a massive fan of his for the past year or so, and my God, they did some stupid shit with him, like putting the, uh, the train track, whatever, the train sound effect on his run around the ring, the choo-choo train. Uh, oh, God. Um, I wouldn't say I hate Braun Strowman, but he did say some stupid shit last year that has now come back to bite him in the ass. Oh,
1: my goodness. You want to disrespect the indies, and now you're on the indies, you <laughs> son of a bitch. It's-
0: I think somebody like tweeted, you, "You need me to start a GoFundMe or you got this."
1: Oh, <laughs> my karma is a black.
0: It is, and I'm, yeah, and I'm not um making. I don't want to be harsh on the guy. I mean, it's not like when Drake got fired, and we're like, "Yeah, you fucking deserve it, you piece of shit." I wouldn't say Braun Strowman deserved to get fired. I'm actually very shocked that he was one of the names they dropped, considering he was literally in a world title match last month.
1: Well, he's been doing a lot of L's, man, so I don't know if they just were like whatever with him, but hey, like I said, he was there since 2015, he was a rosebud in NXT, then they bring him up quickly as a part of the Wyatt family, so he got a nice little push and a run, and he's had a lot of accolades during his tenure since
0: 2015, so, I mean, he made the most of the time. Um, I mean, there was also a period of time where he was the most over person on the roster when he was feuding with Roman. Uh yeah he's definitely the most surprising name Alistair Black I mean we we were kind of praying would be freed from you know sitting in cage when every week a few months ago and I I think many of us were actually excited that he's finally got this new gimmick and he's back on TV and said like, okay they're finally going to do something with him and then all of a sudden he's gone Um Ruby Riot is also a surprising one because she was back with Liv and Riot Squad I think were as It may have been L.J. actually, or somebody pointed out that they were the last organic women's tag team on the roster. Everybody else has been thrown together.
1: Yeah, that's the thing, too, with her, because when you have the team, and if you saw on SmackDown, like, they lose to Natalya Tamina and they're getting frustrated. So you're thinking, okay, they're going to turn the Riot Squad heel, and they're going to be the antagonist, the Natalya Tamina's protagonist, the heels to the babyfaces. But obviously, Natalya Tamina, where they're going now, they're going to be feuding with the Gucci girls because Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke won over Naomi and Lana, yay. So <laughs> they're going to do that now, but it's just like you could have done something with the Riot Squad turning heel. They're frustrated, they're fed up, but no, they get rid of Ruby Riot. Heidi Lovelace, who's a tremendous talent, seen her do some work on Shine and on the independent scene. Now, she'll be fine. Like, I look at her and I look at girls like Santana Garrett. You can put them on the knockouts division and on Impact, they fucking mm. kill it. So yeah, I, I think she's going to But god dang, man.
0: I absolutely see uh, Ruby Riot and Impact.
1: Well, isn't she dating? What's her face, Jake Something?
0: I believe she's with Jake Something. So oh, there you see, go. Okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got Lana, who you know we've we've criticised obviously as a lot of people have, but she she really has worked her ass off to improve. Um, and I think I've said you know she she has improved in the ring. She's not terrible. Like we've seen a lot worse. You can see she's put the work in. Um. She was pretty surprising, considering how much they've pushed her lately as well. I will say this.
1: I know where she's going. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Put her, in, put her in AEW with Miro. Yeah. Do what no. she did. Don't even have her wrestle. Just have her be the mouthpiece. No. No. I yeah, am a voice
2: Good morning, here. Mo. <laughs> Top of the morning. No, don't you dare <laughs> send Lana over to goddamn AEW. What's wrong with you?
1: You I know, know she's going to AEW. I don't
2: want though. her anywhere near AEW. You, where you, you you, I mean yes she yes she did improve as a worker but as as put so beautifully by a guy who somehow hates yet kind of likes the product and Jim Cornette AEW has a um they, they, there's a standard set and she ain't meeting that standard on her best day
0: what if she just came in as Miro's manager again
2: no okay <laughs> <laughs> cuz then you're just then you just made a monster to kill him because that's ex- everybody's immediately going to go to Rusev Day, and we're going to guess because crowds are back, bud. Mm-hmm. You can't stop this. Now we can. Now there's no. Oh well, we can just do what we want. No, there isn't. We'll tell you it's stupid to your face.
0: Oh, I can't wait guess for them to get back on
2: tour. <laughs> yeah, maybe they'll get a slap of reality. Personally, I, I say Lana is going to end is going to end up in. I, I joke about this, but. I would not be surprised. She's just going to be top 1%, if you know what I mean, on the OF. All right. And she's going to make hundreds of thousands dollars on the OF.
0: I'm
1: cool with CJ Perry on OnlyFans. I'm down for that. I,
0: um, Trust me. That's the only place I see her going. Buddy Murphy as well, I see going to Impact. He's going to get that I in. Uh. I see him going to Japan. Go ahead.
1: Well, he would be great in the X division. Put it, oh my god, like mm. he was when he was a cruiserweight champion. Put him in the X division.
2: must say you guys know Impact better than me, so
0: yeah, I mean, I can I can see him in that kind of Mark Cardona, and Brian Myers boat,
2: mm. but way more talented.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no disrespect to Brian Myers and Mark yeah, Cardona, no but Buddy Murphy's in a league of his own
2: compared he to he really this. is. Like it, he he was he was known as the the Kenny Omega of WWE. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely the greatest. Know, um,
1: there you go. I will not be salty about that disrespect to Long Island's greatest and Kurt Hawkins and Sackler. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins! I will I will let that slide because Buddy, Buddy Murphy is the shiz. He is wrestling his best kept secret. So let that secret out, man. You know, my baby's got a secret, Madonna. Take it back to 94 bedtime stories. Let him tell that bedtime story and, and uh, impact, man. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I say he should be in the G1. You want to see him in the G1? I want to see uh, Buddy Murphy in the G one. I want to see Buddy Murphy and Aleister Black in
0: the G one. I can, I can actually well, see him in Ring of Honor too. That's fine. Uh, Aleister Black, I I predicted would go to Ring of Honor because he's he's very indie in his background. Like, oh
2: yeah, Tommy End. Yeah. Yep. God, I fucking loved Tommy End. Tommy End was a staple in. Uh, not necessarily Ring of Honor, but more PWG. Yeah. Every time I
0: turn around, this motherfucker is in goddamn PWG. Working with... Ooh, there's a There you go. Well, we covered everybody that got released. Uh, okay, fast and loose. Next topic. Uh, on NXT, Karrion Cross has demanded to face all four potential challengers after the return of Adam Cole, baby. What a madman. <laughs> you crazy fucker. Uh, oh, okay it, it was great to see adam Cole back he cut a great promo um he said my favorite line of like the past month or so um they give you all this smoke and lights and hot chick to make you look special you know what they do to make adam cole look special they ring the friggin' bell well, Yeah, i love that line that was a badass line um I don't want to. Com- I don't like commenting on people's physiques, but I think Adam Cole's gone even skinnier. He leaned up. He's very, very lean. Um,
2: they are they are on a healthy ED regimen over there in the uh, in the doctor's house.
0: Mm. Well, I can imagine he's been burning a few calories with a uh, Baker celebrating this past weekend. Oh, no, Hey,
2: <laughs> I'm sure more than a few. He probably walked into work a little dehydrated.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I'm actually looking forward to this uh, five way at in your house because I've been praying for something fresh in the NXT title picture for a while. And even though all these guys have been chasing the NXT title for a while, at least it's not another rematch. Like we've had, yes. we've had enough of Cross and Balor. Um, has Has Cross faced Adam Cole before one on one? No. Okay. Well, that would have been fresh, but. Uh, I mean, no problem. We'll uh, we'll see. We'll probably see them one on one further down the line. Maybe SummerSlam weekend. Because uh, I don't expect Cross to lose the title and in your house. No. It would be uh, stupid if he I... demanded this match and then lost the title.
1: Yeah, I think this is another proving ground and another staple for one carrying Cross. To, you know, let that bell toll, man. Tick tock.
0: Yeah. Uh, and I know you're going to like this, Mike. Also, when NXT uh, Drake Maverick stepping up to uh, Skidmark Row.
1: Oh, thank God, man. Let me tell you something I about Drake, now? He's out there <laughs> with Killian. <laughs> he's ready to whoop some swerve ass. Every- and friggin' Killian Dane comes out and helps him, hey, you mess with him, you're messing with me. And then they friggin' just go at it in the parking lot, and then they're in the
0: ring. Oh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. <laughs> I love how he's trying to yell over Killian's shoulder, and Dane's just pushing him back. <laughs> it's like Scooby he and Scrappy.
1: <laughs>
0: you know what Drake Maverick was doing? He was doing the old "Let me at him, let me at him." Exactly. That's what Drake Maverick. Oh, for sure,
1: I don't need
0: backup. <laughs> you got I a problem with me? Him. You got a problem with him? You got a problem with me? Uh, yeah, that should be good. But uh, yeah, Pete Dunn is in the NXT title picture in the five way. Um, we got who else is in it, man? Balor. Gargano. Gargano. Where did Gargano come from all of a sudden? I know he was in a threat, but why is he back in the NXT title picture all of a sudden? Because he it's lost a North American title. Exactly. And of course, cool guy.
2: Apparently, Kyle. in WWE, when you lose a mid card title, it puts you in perspective for a world title shot.
0: Yeah, how, how crazy is that?
2: Makes no sense. It's like you just lost, bud. So now you get to go to the new. I mean, I don't know it's the same logic they have in their video game. Yeah. You have to win the belt to then lose the belt to then go get the other belt.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe yep. it's not Road Dogg booking. Maybe it's uh, 2K.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, fucking 2K with their half-ass booking. <laughs> but they'll fucking make the
0: shit out of NBA. Like, fuck WWE. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a nice surprise to see Adam Cole come back and just lay everybody out in a triple threat. Um, and then William Regal got pissed off, like, when when Regal's pissed off, Regal's pissed off. Oh yeah, it's great. Uh the, the there's very few things more entertaining in, in on NXT than a pissed off William Regal. Than the angry And Reeds. The funniest thing about this segment is he's raging and he's in Adam Cole's face, and then the next thing he's got Ember Moon storming to the ring he's like F-f-. he did. He didn't know which way to turn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he got so flustered with himself. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And,
0: um... <laughs>
1: And I'm looking forward to that, too, like like you were talking about Ember Moon starting around. I really look forward to her and Raquel Gonzalez. That's going to be great.
0: Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. Ember Moon stepping up for her girl, Shotzi, who, uh, again, got bounced off the barricade last week.
1: That poor girl.
0: Mm. But yeah, that should be a great match, too. In Your House is looking good. Isn't it Xia Lee and Mercedes Martinez
1: going at it? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm looking forward to that. And freaking Cameron Grimes. Basically, LA everybody's going to get the shit beat out of him at In Your House.
2: I can give a rat's ass about uh, LA Knight, but yeah, I'm excited for Cameron Grimes.
0: Yeah, Cameron Grimes and LA. Uh, LA Knight. LA Knight um, was distracted, of course, by Cameron Grimes kind of trying to do business with uh, Ted DiBiase this week. And I love that every time Jake Atlas hit LA Knight with a move, Cameron Grimes is just laughing.
2: See, this is why there were so many goddamn budget cuts. You know how expensive it is to have the million-dollar man on your television set.
0: Yeah, and they've <laughs> probably got to pay to get a new million-dollar title made for this match.
2: I've yeah, I've heard
1: that. That was my Isn't prediction. My great.
0: Forget about DiBiase
1: versus Virgil. It's LA Knight and Cameron Grimes. Yeah. That's what
2: it is. <laughs> oh, trust yeah. me. I forgot. I'm trying to forget all about Virgil. but, You know, goddamn retro. <laughs>
0: And and a, hey, man. and a very rare win for uh, Jake Atlas.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I love that Cartwheel DDT.
1: That's well, that's that's the rainbow, rainbow DDT. The rainbow DDT. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was nice. That was nice.
2: Yeah, good for them. Like, yeah, way to way to the, you know wait to let the gay guy win because you know it's Pride Month. But next month, motherfucker, we're burying you. <laughs> yeah.
1: We already we already <laughs> talked about Pride Month. No, well, you you missed that. I went on a rant. He did. He did. Oh
0: Not yeah. A, well. just, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I got you. Um all right. Let's uh I I'm, I'm going to stop the timer and we'll go to the next topic. So, actually, no, this is still in NXT. So, uh how about the debut of uh, Carmelo Hayes? Like uh, never I I'll, like, I'll be honest, I've never okay. heard of him before, but he looked fantastic. They made him look like a star. And my only question is, how the hell do you instantly get a cruiseway title shot in your first match?
1: Okay, that's what happens Gale-
0: when you miss half the fucking NXT? I'm so lost. What now?
1: Carmelo Hayes, who's the new guy that they signed not too long ago? He w- Did he win the? I forgot if he won the match. I'm sorry. I know guys. he lost Hippie. the match.
0: Uh, Kushida retained, but
1: and now he's getting. Yeah, that's Christian Casanova. He was one of the new guys that they signed.
0: I know the name, but I don't. Where is he? Where is he from? What I will take a look
1: right
0: now. Because I've heard the I'm name Christian to... Casanova before. Christian Casanova. That name is I... mad
1: familiar. I... Yeah. I ain't much on Casanova. Hold on. He was in... He was in a jazz
0: He was always...
1: He's done some Beyond Wrestling, Chaotic Wrestling, Northeast Championship Wrestling, Limitless Wrestling, Lucky Pro Wrestling, Northeast Wrestling. So he's been all over the East.
2: That's where
0: I know him from, Black Label Bro. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, he yeah he looked great in his debut match. Um, so yeah. Holy shit! He's only t- 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 he was born in '94, so God dang, he's a younger. He's a young whippersnapper. He's very young. He's mid twenties. Mhm. Mid to late twenties. Twenty six. There you go.
2: Oh, I remember those days.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: My knees and back didn't hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And-
1: I'll be honest with you. I hate you, Dazzy, dangerously, because I'm almost 30 something. I'm going to be 30 next year. And my back is hurting. My back is cracking. Earth is quaking, man. Live is quivering. Superstar I mean, Billy your Grandma. My
0: back hurts now, bud. You don't know.
1: Yeah. That.
0: My my back hurts yeah. when I take a deep breath. Yeah, right. <laughs> I your hate it. It just I pops don't... just because you're like, who's back there? Yeah. Like, what <laughs> the fuck have I done? Oh, I've been standing up. That's I right. <laughs> I love you, guys. you got all this to look forward to, Mike.
1: Oh God, I hate it, man! I hate it.
2: <laughs> Just make sure you're drinking your water.
0: I
1: am drinking my water.
0: Yeah, I'm also, drinking a lot of. water. Also, Chad and Ryan squared, you young whippersnappers, you got this to look forward to too. Oh
2: uh, yeah. You guys Wait the are the hands older. start to go too. <laughs>
1: uh, you guys are older than me, but Travis and I are going to experience this in about a year's time, so we'll get there.
0: Oh yeah, Travis, ain't 30 yet. Chad, you got all this to look forward to too, Travis. Yeah, Chav's already like I'm already hurting. <laughs> uh, <he> hurt <laughs> uh, all right, uh, I'm I'm gonna start the timer there. So next topic, um, I watched Ring of Honor this week. Oh, uh, you
1: watch Homicide, friggin' in Marvels. Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: so I, I watched Ring of Honor because apparently we don't post about anything but WWE and AEW and match wrestling. Huh. All right. Idiot.
2: Uh, it's, well, is it like Ring of Honor on like Sinclair and like
0: you gotta watch it on Fight TV and it's you, like not free? They actually do a watch I party can... on Ring of Honor's Twitter now. Oh, do they? I, the I, get it at, like,
1: I get it at like midnight or whatever late night here in Myrtle Beach on like Channel Eight or whatever the fuck. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm gonna say, say, isn't game. it like a
2: staple out there for you guys? Like it's like regular TV. Yes,
1: that's hmm. yeah, awesome.
0: I my wish. Don't they still stream it on the website? Like. Yeah, with, yeah with, your, with your yeah,
1: with your Car Shield commercials and tow.
0: Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I say okay. I, I say I watched Ring of Honor. I actually watched an hour of Ric Flair Car Shield commercials with some wrestling That's in between. Be right, you, did.
1: you so you watched him chop Eli Drake Yeah. LA Knight. Okay.
0: It was just Great like stuff. every 10 minutes there was a Rick Flair Car Shield commercial. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's
2: Ric Flair Car Shield. <laughs> 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 He's got to make his money, know. <clears throat>
0: Oh, man. Um, so it's been so long, I don't really know who many people are in ROH anymore. So I'll give a negative, followed by a positive. First of all, like you said, Mike, I never want to hear Homicide cut a promo again. <laughs> I don't know what I think that, a lot of people agree with that one. Um, but positive, Brody King is impressive. Oh, Brody a, King is like the, the man. Song. That dude broke uh-huh. Jay Lethal in half. Yeah.
2: I used to remember when I used to think of Jay Lethal as like that gigantic star that has to go to WWE. And <laughs> yeah. Then he just kept re-signing with Ring of Honor. And I'm like,
0: what are you doing? Yeah. He's getting his ass kicked he, by Brody King. That's how. He was one of the few people I recognized. He's Mr. Ring of Honor. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that that finisher was just... I mean... Brutal. Yeah. I, I can't even... Carnage shield. It, was, it yeah. was that mind... Boggling, my mind is boggled. Um,
2: Yeah, right. That's that's that Brody (laughs) King way. That's that uh, Santino Bros Wrestling Academy. Shout out to Santino Bros.
0: Yeah, so he's against Jay Lethal. Yeah, for the for the title coming up, I believe.
2: Oh, nice, nice, Mike.
0: Yes, yes, thank you.
2: (laughs) Wait, what title does
1: Lethal have?
0: Oh, yeah, champion. I
1: think so. Hold on. Like I said, I, it's been a while on my. End pretty sure, I, I, I'm
2: pretty sure. I'm pretty sure Roosh is still uh, world champ.
1: Fucking Moses Marquez rolling his goddamn arms. Hold on. That's
2: right, I'm a guy. <laughs> yeah, we were just say talking his name about
1: right that. <laughs> wait for that. So the TV champ, oh no, the world champ is Roosh. Yeah. The tag champs are Titus and Tracy Williams. The world television champ is Tony Deppen. Uh the world six man tag is Shane Taylor Promotions. Jonathan Gresham's is the pure
0: champion. Yeah, no, yeah, it's not a title match. Yeah, no, they was just, just one on one fighting. They just fighting at best in the world. Do it. You see, this Do is it. how uh, out of the loop I am with Ring of Honor. I'm forgetting stuff already. Uh, it'll mm. come to me. I, I was kind of like this over. when I got back into Impact last year, so. We'll see. Well, we'll see how Ring of Honor does next week. So, so uh, long as so Homicide title. doesn't cut another promo. Well,
1: right? We're getting the Women's Title tournament soon, so we're going to have finally have a new Women of Honor World Champion.
0: Nice. What happened to the Women, women of Honor title? Ellie Klein? Oh, they haven't done anything That's... since then? No? Jeez. Yeah, it's been a while. Here, but then let you me also go got to understand
2: that
1: they didn't run for a while. Oh yeah, uh, during the pandemic. Uh, right, let me see. What the Last time in the world, I'll go. All right, let me do. Let me go to the. Well, women, when the was Kelly? Time. When did
0: Kelly Klein leave?
1: So she won it on, on October twelfth, twenty nineteen, and mm-hmm. the date retired January first, two thousand twenty, for the Women of Honor World Title.
0: Yeah. So it's been. Almost a year. Well, it has been a year and a half since they've had a women of honor mm. champion. Damn. Wow. So, so they're replacing the women of honor
1: world title with the ROH women's world championship.
0: Oh, makes sense. Yeah, but that's what everybody else has. <laughs> they they were original with women of honor.
1: Okay, so here's the title history of the women of honor title: Sumi Sakai, mm-hmm. Kelly Klein, Mai Iwatani, Kelly Klein, Angelina is- Love. Kelly
2: Klein. Yeah, no, that that's. I'm sorry that uh, in in Ring of Honor's minds, there's a three time champ that belts were its course.
1: All right, Angelina Love is the shortest of these women of our time. She only held it for 15 days. Poor girl.
0: Nah, damn. Eh.
1: Yeah, I know you're not the biggest Angelina Love fan. Nah. You know, they got their own podcast now, the Beautiful People cast or whatever it is. Angelina Love and Velvet Sky have a podcast
0: now. That's not surprising. <laughs> not at all surprising. Uh, you know me, Mike. I'm always a Velvet Sky guy.
1: I know, but what's the beat with with one Angel Williams, a.k.a. Angelina well,
0: Love? She was always pushed as, like, the best out of the two of them, and Velvet was kind of reduced to her sidekick later on. I'm just like, no.
2: Which one's married <laughs> to Bully Ray?
0: Velvet. Are they married? I thought they were just together. See, now you're going to make me deep dive <laughs> on the love life. I right, know Angelina Love and uh, uh, David Richards David? are still together. No, they divorced in 2017.
1: That's right. Piece of shit, man. Uh,
0: oh. Yeah, they, they were yeah. only married for two years. Yeah, hold on. I'm getting there. Getting there slowly but surely. Here. I, yeah, I don't think Velvet Sky and Bullyway are married. This is what happens when you type stuff in and you're not wearing glasses. Hold on, because I'm going
2: to go. Angelina Love was the blonde, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, Vel, yeah. Velvet had kind of the streaky black and blonde hair. Yep, that's okay. That's they I thought. Engaged. They're engaged. They're engaged. They're engaged, okay. Yeah, I didn't yes. I didn't think they'd uh, tied the knot yet.
1: No.
2: Wasn't there like a third girl with them?
0: Yes. Madison Rae. Well, no, in, in Ring of Honor there was... Um, Eddie Leon, the her, Yes. Hmm.
2: I was like, I could have sworn there was like one more that was like kind of hotter than all of them, but she was always Mandy in the background.
0: Leon.
1: Mandy Leone with her black hair, yes. She was mostly in the Women of Honor division. She did like the backstage stuff of Ring of Honor, but she was mostly like a baby face in the Women of Honor division. And then when Madison Square Garden came around, they put her with Angelina Love
0: and Velvet Sky, and they were the allure, and she turned heel. Uh, I see. Well... Ring of Honor gained a new fan in somebody else too. Speaking of women, that being Quinn McKay. Yo, Sh- show girl. me some more interviews, please.
1: First and foremost, beautiful girl. A lot of people don't even realize how good of a wrestler she is, and it's and it's and we're finding that out now. It's such a crime how good she is.
0: I see. I didn't even know she was a wrestler.
1: She was a wrestler, man, right? and I believe she still is a wrestler. I got to see what because. All right, she was a Kelly Verbal she was, she was a wrestler too before as Quinn McCor uh yeah, hold on, give me two seconds. So <laughs> she is a wrestler. I'm trying to figure out no, this is going to bug me cuz I remember she did other work. Uh yeah, she's yeah, hold on. Wait, no, that's just there it goes. Yeah, she was <laughs> She did some outside work before Ring of Honor. She did like all the indies but like ECWA. She was good. She was really good. Hmm. Like, a lot of Chicago, A-A-W. Uh, that's a lot of that's a Chicago promotion. So yeah. She she's done it for the couple of years that she's been in the business. She's actually very very good, and she plays the role very well. And yes, she is yeah, Rose Roses really
0: do. So. She's cool. great as a, an interviewer. Very bubbly. Asks all the direct questions. I like it. First and foremost, you're not looking at her for her interviewing no, abilities. There, straight up, <inaudible> straight up, um, straight up. <laughs> straight up, I'm impressed by her interview that's skills. That's okay. Yeah, Because you see a lot there's so many women that are now backstage interviewers in wrestling they just, they randomly pop up and you've never seen them before and some of them are okay, some of them absolutely suck um, and then you've got the few like Quinn McKay who had great at a job and also Impact uh, uh, have nailed it too Yes, the girl that's
1: there Oh god, I'm, I'm drawing yeah, a blank on her name now. GMO GMO Jim Miller. Jim Miller,
0: yes, dating uh, Ace Austin.
1: Yes, that punk. I, the purple hair does it for me, man. He looks like he's going to an emo concert. <clears throat> Just the purple hair. No. That's like I want to watch Barney the friggin' dinosaur on his fucking head, man. You know, with his purple hair.
0: <laughs> Good lord. Oh. um, th- yeah, That's pretty much all the topics that I had because obviously we didn't watch WWE. Well, I didn't watch Raw. Um, but, I mean, I've seen a few okay. things. I really don't give two shits about Heckin' a Cell. Uh, okay, hold on. So they had Reginald beat Shayna yeah, because of the fire. Hi. Because we have
1: to build to Shayna, like, beating him up again, and then Alexa Bliss, she's tired of the interference, mm-hmm. so they're going to have a chat next week. Fucking Mason T-Bar looking like the Ascension beat the Lucha House Party. Uh.
0: hmm <laughs>
1: friggin Randy the RK bro was the funniest thing for me because Randy Orton did the bro Derek to beat Xavier Woods like last week when Riddle did the RKO so they've been killing it I've been loving rated RK bro um Umberto and Ricochet beat Seamus so they're gonna do more stuff like that mm-hmm. um but yeah it, it's the same retread man and Drew McIntyre won
0: yeah it's crazy Drew McIntyre has unfortunately ran his course he dominated 2020, and now it's just rematch after rematch, title match after title match. It's like, give give, give him a break. You're ruining him already. I, and I told you
1: Nicky Cross beat Charlotte in that two-minute thing. So, yeah, well, yeah, that yeah, makes Nikki me Cro-
0: happy. Yeah. At least. <laughs> but, yeah. Also, um, I think their lowest number this week on Raw was like 1.1, 1. 1, so... Give it a week mm-hmm. or two. They're finally going to hit under a million for the first time ever. And, um,
1: oh, oh, Um, I meant to say this. Dana, I mentioned Dana Brooke and uh, Mandy Rose beat Naomi and uh, Lana, right? Okay. So they pinned Naomi, and the move that they do was the old Samoan drop neckbreaker and it was the G9. And it made me smile because, as we all know, <laughs> crime time. Best in peace to Big Shad, man. Crime time. She- Rhyme time, yep. It's trying to pop a 40 and check your oldies, Moses Marquez. So yeah, they hit the G9 on, uh, on Naomi. That's yeah. their new move, man. The G9.
0: Of course they're using a G9, because G, Gucci. Bam. See, you're going right there with him, man. I'm with going. They're the, they're the Gucci goes. Hey, man. We, Gucci, Gucci. We Gucci. Want we Gucci yeah.
1: I was about to say, you about to go char on them, too? Say Gucci, Gucci with the Gucci, Gucci? Is that what you're saying there, Dazzy Dangerous?
0: Yeah, you see, you say Gucci, Gucci. Um... I watched The Waterboy too this week, and he just reminded me of the scene where he imagines the rival coach has a baby's head.
2: (laughs) That was great. (laughs) Fuck, I love that movie.
0: Yeah, I I introduced Chad to it. Um, Because he's an Adam Sandler fan, and because Big Show's in it, he didn't enjoy it very much. He said it's not something Uh he'd watch again.
1: Can I just say something about Chad? Yep.
0: He could fuck right off. Yeah, come on, pal. It's fucking Waterboy. You serious? He does love Happy Gilmore, though. So I said, "How can you love Happy Gilmore and not love the Waterboy?" Well, I don't.
2: They're honestly, they're as as a big Adam Sandler fan myself. They're very different. Yeah, of
0: course. They're both kind of slapstick, goofy though.
2: No, 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 no. No, as far as just like, but yeah, but I think I think um, the you know the retardation or whatever Mm -hmm. is a little over the top. But it, it's what makes it great.
0: Yeah. And that, and that comes it's from mother smothering.
2: Yes. Which is the greatest part of it my all. Mama, mama said. Mama said. My mama said. You know, <laughs> you know my, I remember when my parents said not to get a tattoo of Roy Orbison. But what well, mama doesn't know. Doesn't know, know won't won't it. It. And then bam. The whitest ass you've ever seen with Roy Orbison.
1: Uh <laughs> Fuck, I love that movie. God damn <laughs> Uh, Vicky Valancourt, man, he's taking the test. Want me to kill uh, them? Yes. Yeah. Oh,
2: bro, we all need a Vicky Valancourt in our life, okay? Yeah, we yeah, do. We do.
1: I, I don't get, I don't get this yeah, generation. I appreciate what you killing me right
2: now. Goddamn Chad, you're killing me. So wait, you're trying to tell me that Chad does not like like uh, eight crazy nights either?
0: He, no, probably not.
1: I gotta say something about eight crazy nights. Poopsicle.
0: Um, diddy, 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 bum, bum.
2: Bomb. There's there's not very many Adam Sandler movies that I don't like.
1: Uh, okay. Uh, Jack and Jill.
0: Oh.
2: Yeah, not, okay, yeah, there you
0: go. Yeah, they're like. Hit the nail on the head right there. The more modern <laughs> ones, I only really like grown ups. Yeah, but. Uh, Hubie Halloween good. was good too. And actually, that's where it came I, from because I told him, watch Hubie Halloween because it's like, imagine the water boy grown up as. Like in this yeah, small one. little town. He's like, what's water boy? He was pretty all right. Oh. Oh. All right. <laughs> and then Lost James was great.
1: All right. What about That's My Boy with Andy Samberg? He... Uh, Again, one
2: of his... I have a love-hate his... relationship with it.
1: What? Oh, okay. Tony Orlando, knock three times on the ceiling if you want me. Friggin' just being... You know, they're getting pampered at the freaking thing for the bachelor party, and he wants to go to the strip club, and he frigging just yells out, we gon' get our dicks sucked, and it's freaking Tony Orlando, and it's hilarious.
2: I love the way Mike puts it.
1: I'm just like – it's Tony Orlando, man. It's just – and Susan Sarandon and her daughter looking fine as wine, man. You know what I'm saying? And just the whole thing, just in general, man. It's it's just it's that's my boy. And then you find out that she's having sex with her brother, and it's like incest is ba- you know. Adultery is bad, but incest, is <laughs> fucked up, you know. In the Boston accent. <laughs> that's uh,
2: I think the only Andy Samberg movie I really liked was uh, Hot Rod.
1: Hey man, Andy Samberg gave us jizz in our pants, man. Lonely Island.
2: Yeah, okay, there you go. I love the Lonely Island, but as far as his movies,
1: it's, it's Hot Rod, and that's about it. All right, I'll, I'll take that, because that was a very good movie as well.
0: Uh, pe- people may be wondering why we're talking so much about Adam Sandler. He- he's been mentioned quite a lot on match Wrestling. He has. Uh, and he that, was the inspiration you- for, Ah, oh, you got to respect that at And you know why? It's because of this. Why? And now, little Nicky
1: DeCesare tells his grandfather and his grandfather's friends at the social club, ...about his first day of school. Hey, everybody. Nicky had his first day of school today. Oh, oh, how you doing, Nicky? Okay, grandpa. Oh, oh it's okay. Oh, oh. I you <laughs> Hey, Nicky. Tell us about your first day of school. School, school good. We do finger painting. <laughs> <out of respect. laughs>
0: I, 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 I oh, gotta respect that oh I Chad, fucking love
2: that
1: can I just say can we remove Chad from the knowledge title about the fact that he just doesn't like the water boy he's an uncultured swine
0: and doesn't uncultured fucking get swine. It. Uh, can you imagine him on Netflix I would he is not coming on Netflix he,
1: After he, that he needs sacrilege, to listen to Netflix but you can't put, oh. the sacrilege and I like Chad but he's hurting my heart right now,
0: man. He got pain in my soul. The water boy, it's
1: the fucking water it, boy. It,
2: it, 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 you it's, gotta. That's why the- I'm like I'm so dumbfounded because it's <laughs> the water boy. You gotta teach the youngins, man. Like you're trying to tell me that one of the most fucking shown movies all over television on a daily basis for the last,
0: I swear to God, 10, 12 years, this yeah. fucking kid don't like it. No, maybe over there. Over here, the most shown movie is easily Hot Fuzz. Oh, I fucking love Or Jaws. It.
2: Nah, fuck yeah. Jaws. <laughs> give me what? Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz any day.
1: Jaws? Why are you hating on Jaws, man? The original Jaws was great. Oh,
2: I'm not hating on it. I just, you know, give me Hot Fuzz. It gets shown like too Hot much. Fuzz. And this is All
0: somebody right. who watches Jaws at least twice a year. Since he was four. That's well, it. you're
1: insane,
0: so. Hey, I got a shark tattoo. I like sharks. all right well thank you everybody for tuning in this is the max wrestling podcast in case you forgot uh remember to like and follow max wrestling on facebook subscribe to our youtube channel and follow us at max wrestling uk on twitter instagram tiktok and now on the brand new click talk network yeah. Uh, you can enjoy Max Wrestling along with Net Picks, Open Roads, Smart Mac Radio, On the Mic with Mike Ryan Squared, Bold Rivals, Wrestling Millionaire, and so much more to come on KTN. Go to ClickTalkNetwork.Weebly.com and also go check us out at MaxWrestling.net. Yeah. Follow us on social media at the Captain 512 at MCL92. When Travis is here, you can catch him at Walker underscore TA92 and at SMR, pardon for Moses. Before we tap out and bid you adieu, remember Twitch makes Vince's dick itch, and everyone on Anchor thinks he's a wanker. Everyone on TikTok thinks he's a cock, including Moses Marquez.
2: Fucking ain't right. So I was like a whole hour late for this show, if it's not <laughs> obvious. but um, So I completely missed probably like the whole double or nothing talk and all that. But that's totally fine, because i can't hold back anymore i was forever doing this nxt aew rivalry fucking review well guess what i'm as trav loves to proudly say a fucking aew mark so starting hopefully this weekend with a review of uh, with an in-depth review of double or nothing and then a quick review of dynamite i will be debuting all elite reviews nice so so that's coming out um Retro's dropping two episodes. One should have already dropped already. I don't see it on Spotify right now. It's making me mad. makes me want to go look stuff. But anyway, so two episodes of Retro are dropped. Uh, all that Bolt Ranch stuff still drops this weekend. Fucking, yeah. We're getting crazy. Halloween Havoc and In Your House Buried Alive are... I'm going to do back-to-back pay-per-views as far as Retro next week. So that's going to be fun, considering the fact that Halloween Havoc 6 was the quote-unquote Take over as the NWO because they won all the belts and kept all the belts. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, you had Buried Alive. I love in your house. Buried, Buried alive. alive. If I'm not mistaken, the first time seen the Stone full, Cold uh, the Triple full H. show. I believe so. Like I said, I haven't seen the full show. I've only ever seen just the Buried Alive match. So that's why I love doing the retro things because it's like I've, I've seen matches, but I've never seen the full. Like pay-per-view, and I think right now, like the card is completely—no, that's not true. The card's not completely empty. It's gonna be Sid and Vader. Uh, that's the, like the co-main event, and then it's
0: the you know the buried alive match. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, and um, Mike, who you been talking to?
1: Well, I just looked on my cast bizox to see if the uh,
0: retro Biz-X. thing was on.
1: Thank you. We <laughs> we, uh, we just I just see Bolt rant, so I ah, looked God at damn your. It. Yeah, I don't, I don't see anything yet, Mo. God damn you, Anchor. Fuck So, for me, you can check out uh, On the Mic with Mike. The latest one I mentioned last week that's up right now is with a big-time Tony Burma from NYWC, the New York Wrestling Connection. Uh, the only thing really that's really new for me right now is the latest edition of the LFC podcast, Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, three key elements that make women the work of art that they are. Episode 99 features Mia Annabella. New fighter coming in from MIA, oh, Miami, Florida, going to Sturgis August 12th, 13th, and 14th. She will be in action, and we talked about her, the Sturgis experience, talking about bikes. We talked about everything that is going into the latest LFC three-night events in Sturgis, South Dakota. Now, we've seen a lot going on in Sturgis, South Dakota, from music, from concerts, from a lot of things, from pro wrestling even, WCW, World Championship nice Wrestling. When Jay Leno put that arm bar on Hulk Hogan, baby. Oh, uh, so, yeah. wild. Oh, wild. And you guys can check out laundryfc.com. For all beauty, strength, and dominance audio platforms and needs, if you will, from LFC, SM Show one MCL92. Check me out on the Max Wrestling Podcast with my four horsemen brothers, Dazzy Dangerously, Moses Marquez, and Travis the Walker Anderson. Check out Daz and I with NetPix. We got a new show coming very, very soon. I'm going to be pissed because we're talking about some remakes. My main man, Daz, over here wants to make me mad. That's because it's what he does. But he likes to get me bowed up in my old ways. So, yeah.
0: Boom. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, hopefully we're recording that tomorrow. Providing enough. That's the we man. Right. Yeah, man. All right. With and with that being said, join us
1: next week Next week.
0: It's double prediction week with Impact wrestling's Against All Odds, followed by NXT TakeOver in your house. So mm-hmm. we may not even have time for other topics next week. It's just going to be double predictions.
2: Uh, speaking day. of predictions,
0: of course, congratulations to AJ Sparks, first, uh, first-time first champ. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, was it, it wasn't backlash. It was double, double nothing. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, he was one match shy of a clean sweep. But congratulations, AJ, and welcome to the winner's circle. And this was episode 325. We will catch your ass down the open road. And that's the bottom line. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Goddamn Chad, man. Goddamn Chad. Ah, right, you gotta respect both predictions.
2: 19 days, you bird fucker. You better <laughs> double tie them shoes, because I'm taking them.
0: <laughs> there it is.